Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome back to Toku Secrets. Hope you guys are doing well. We took a bit of a long break. It's been a while. Uh, we all had a bunch of uh, personal things going on, uh, but now we're hopefully getting back to uh, doing things, uh, not, not weekly, but we're hoping to do things at the very least uh, once a month. And we're definitely committing to that. We're definitely very excited about that. Um, as per usual, I'm your host, Nathan Desaw of the Tokyo Secrets Podcast. And uh, I got two of my friends joining me here today. Uh, would you guys please uh, announce to the audience who you guys are? Uh, hey, guys. It's uh, Anthony Davis. Um, it's been a minute since you heard my voice, too. So <laughs> uh, it's great to be back. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah. I'm almost confused by It's time <laughs> for podcast to Kusetsu. That's Rizwan, guys. <laughs> this is Rizwan, the, the owner of Anime Secrets and also resident Toku nerd, along with everyone else in here. He's based on Taicho, but Taicho means captain in Japanese. There you go. <laughs> Well, yeah, guys, we've uh, we've all had some uh, recent things that's happened. Uh, I've recently changed jobs, which is a good thing in this case. Um, I just recently finished school, and uh, I'm, for the most part, pretty much settled for now. Uh, and, you know, we were kind of still going through a bit of a unfortunate event that's happening across the world. but uh, And we've all just kind of been trying to find our optimism again, but most of us have appeared to find it, and uh, we're definitely excited about getting back. I know I am, at least. Yeah, it's been quite a, it's been a weird year and a half with the global pandemic. Yeah. I graduated yeah. with my master's degree, and now I work at NASA. That That's still crazy to me. That I blew my mind that you did that. You know? Yeah, that I, you know, left my state, and I live in a different state, and I Work for NASA. I bought a house. It's it's been it's been adulting time, guys. <laughs> but I'm super excited to start bringing back Anime Secrets and Toku Secrets with that. So this is our first real endeavor since COVID to revive Tokusatsu content on Anime Secrets. We We're going to be pretty persistent with that. Yeah, we published our MechaCon stuff from MechaCon Omega last month, but nothing really podcasty in about a year or so. We're back. Yep, we're getting back to that. Yeah. That's really good. So, um, brief thing that we're going to touch upon... Uh, as you get, um, this is a normal thing that we do uh, after an introduction. Uh, we have the Ranot section, randomly assorted news of Tokusatsu. That's, um, that's a fancy title you gave it. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> it just flows naturally. <laughs> um, really? Ranot? That flows naturally to you? At least it does in my head, and there's some things that go on in my head that I can't even begin to explain. So, 
I don't want to see your head. It kind of sounds like a, like a anagram for like a you know special weapon or something like that. The rhinoceros. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna start ranting to me. Mm. <laughs> a couple of things. Uh, we're pretty late to this, considering uh, it's um, considering it's September. But uh, Super Sentai is in its forty uh, fifth anniversary right now. It's currently airing its mm-hmm. uh, its forty fifth season, and uh, as if this isn't a huge statement on just how late we are to this. Uh, since it's September, uh, we should be seeing the uh, trademark for the forty sixth Sentai be released pretty soon. So we are late. Yeah, yeah a lot's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't really seen much of Zenkaiser. I've been hearing uh, mixed things about it, but uh, it has a very interesting look. How does it look, Anthony? It's kind of a hit or miss. I like. I do like the aesthetic of how the, the team the team operates. It's just getting used to because I, I swear I miss the freaking spandex for, for like all the teams. But you know, it's it's fine. It's a new change. I have seen some clips on Twitter and YouTube for it, and I haven't seen beyond that. But I I can definitely say. I'm intrigued because mm-hmm. uh, this has a really Gokaiser feel to it and how they uh, Henson. So I'm curious, but I don't take the time to watch it because if I do start watching um, the newer Sentais again, it'll probably be Zeo Edgers I can finish that one. Yeah. Same so, here. Um, um, after Gokaiser, Zio is the next one I really enjoyed a lot. Besides, like, uh, Gobusters, Gobusters. I love Gobusters, and what was after it was the dinosaur thing? Uh, Tokuger. There you go. No, not Tokuger. That's trains. No, the one after the dinosaur. Oh, Cure Uger. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought That's you meant after Cure Uger. No. So the problem I was having was. I don't remember how you pronounce Key Ranger versus Key Ranger. Yeah. So I was like, they're so similar in how they're spelt that I know I'm going to screw it up. But yeah. So I would love to see it. It seems cool, but um, I don't know much about it outside of the fact that they have like Megazord ensigns for their suits rather than spandex like Anthony mentioned. Yeah. And they're like and they're more robot looking. After, after, yeah, they're tribute after um some of the Sentai's from back in the day. Yeah. Like uh like I know um Yellow was based off Gal Ranger, well Gal King if you if you're a little specific about it. And then um, Majin, which is the pink one, she's modeled after um, Magic Ranger slash Magic King. And then you have um, Zuron. He's the red one. He's based off uh, Zoo Ranger slash uh, Zaizujin. And then lastly, you have... Uh, What's this? I forgot his. I forgot his name too. Um, the blue one. The blue one, right? He's based off. Based on, 
Yeah, he's based off uh Bokinger slash um, Daibokin. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the suits right now, and I can see uh I can see how uh red, blue and uh, red, uh yellow and pink are. Um I guess I can kinda see Yeah, okay, looking at it more I can see how blue is based on Daibokin. Took me a second, but Yeah. Okay. Question, and this is relevant to our podcast as a whole. Is there six grains there, some weird gold Captain Marvelous? Yep. It looks like Gokai Gold. Surprise. <laughs> Surprisingly, he actually is. He actually is a pirate, so... Mm. Is he connected at all to the Gokaisers? Do you know? Mm, not... Spiritually, but not, like, he's not a Gokaiser, if that makes sense. Damn. <laughs> that would have made me start watching that <laughs> <out> immediately. <laughs> it appears very early, too, if I... I'm, forgot which episode it was, but he, he appears very early, so you'll see him, like, sooner than later. Damn, I saw him, like, a few weeks after it began airing. I was surprised. Like, on Twitter and stuff. I was yeah. Like, well, one thing's yeah. for sure, it's so- definitely cool that uh, Choi is trying... Sorry, Anthony. No, you're good. I was just about to say, it was episode 8. That yeah, was definitely the episode 8 he appeared in. That sounds about right for what I was thinking. It's yeah. definitely great that Toei is trying some new stuff. Um, I guess, like, I mean, Sentai is kind of in that weird spot where, um, <clears throat> so obviously there's doomsayers that talk about Sentai's, like, imminent cancellation. Uh, now, <clears throat> you know, now my girlfriend who's from Japan has said that shows like Sentai don't usually get canceled, but I do feel like um, they're trying to do some stuff different to, like, really shake up the franchise so that they can kind of try to make it a little bit more popular. I mean, and, and it does make sense. I mean, you know, we're going through a pandemic right now, so, you know, maybe the toys aren't going to sell as much because with a pandemic, and I hear that it's really hurting Japan a lot more than other countries. I don't think uh, Japanese parents are going to be interested, are going to have the first priority to get their kids, kids toys, so... <laughs> You know, yeah. it's not really something to worry about. Yeah, they're they're more concerned about just surviving, I guess. Yeah, like pretty much. much. Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the um, how the new uh, Reiwa, I think that's what the new era is called in Japan. Yes. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, my girlfriend is asleep right now, so she can't correct me on that. <laughs> um, but anyway, for you, isn't it? Yeah, totally. No, no, he's correct. It's called it's called Reiwa. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Reiwa era is because, uh, yeah, the the Heisai era, I would say, uh, overall, like, I, there's a lot of Heis. Obviously, there's a lot of amazing Heisai era seasons, but there's also some that kind of suck. So it'll be interesting to see how the Reiwa era uh, continues on with Sentai. But I'm uh, moving on uh, past uh, Sentai-related stuff. Uh, this is just one other uh, subject. There, is, there are two other things, but, we're gonna, but the other one actually helps us transition into what we're going to be talking about uh, mainly in this video. Um, yeah. They recently just announced that uh, Kamen Rider W... Which, uh, which is the sin, which, um, aired from, uh, 20, like mid 20, 
2009 to mid-2010, is going to be receiving a manga and anime adaptation. Um, that's definitely something that uh, I might be intrigued by. I have watched the series all the way through. Um, Thank and, you. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, obviously I'm not going to go into much detail about it because that's another video for another time, but... You know, I'm interested. I mean, if, if there is one common writer season that I feel would, you know, uh, would translate well to like a manga and anime, I would say it's that one. Now, there's a bunch, now there's several different common writer seasons that I would much rather see get an adaptation, but, you know, I think it just has a lot to do with the fact that, uh, it was that common writer W was the first, uh, was like the first show for like, um, this actor, uh, Masaki Suda, uh, he plays Philip in the show, and uh, he's, like, all over the place now. Like, he's in several TV shows and movies, and he sung a couple of songs, too. Um, so he's, like, Japan's, like, number one idol right now. So I guess they kind of want to put the Kamen Rider season that he's associated with into the spotlight, which I'm not complaining about. Like, you got any thoughts, Anthony? Um, I'm definitely looking forward to watching the, uh, double anime that's going to be coming out soon. It's, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it because, you know, I like double, double was my like favorite, um, comic writers, uh, cause after, what was I trying to think? I think I watched it right after I saw either, either Ghost or I think it was, Dry, I can't remember, but yeah. Because I'm a late, I'm a late, I'm, I'm watching uh, Comrades, yeah. I ain't watching in order, I just kind of just watch them randomly. Yeah, like funnily enough, Double is the first uh, Common Rider season of the post decade Neo Heisei era that they call it, and it was the last one that I watched in that era, so <laughs> you know, so yeah, <laughs> well. As long as they don't make Akiko a major character, I'm okay. But unfortunately, they probably are, and I'm going to... And if I have to listen to her talk, I'm going to staple my ears shut. Basically. Well, at least I could tolerate her as an animated character instead of just being live-action. I just... I don't know. I just, I, like, her actress doesn't appeal to me. I'm sorry. It's just, like, yeah. I don't hate her or anything. I just... She doesn't do anything for me. Like, it's pretty sad when... Uh, like, like every common writer season has that, uh, has like that one female. Well, okay, some of them have two, like in Wizard, uh, that female character that's supposed to be like very pretty and like for the guys. It's pretty sad when, uh, the character for Double is one of the villains. So, like, because I don't think I, I, I've never met anyone that has a crush on Akiko aside from, uh, Teru, the common writer Axel, who he gets married to just. What do you see in her, dude? He could do like, so much better. Yeah, so he totally better. could. Were you going to say something, Riz? Yeah, so um, I had a question for y'all. And yeah, it kind of leads into more news that I've been reading about just now. So the first bit of news is apparently we have a new Common Rider that began airing this month called Common Rider Revise. Yes, I have been watching that. It's I'm a good. <clears throat> It's what good, was huh? the one that it uh what was the one that it succeeded, Anthony? Uh Saber. 
um, Saber. And so that the Rewa era goes zero one Saber and our revise. Mm-hmm. What's the theme of that season? Revise. Um, yeah, and it's it's basically stamps and demons. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been reading the summary for the last five minutes. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's low-key uh, anniversary season because this is on the 50th anniversary of Tom Rider. So Tom Rider is, is now 50 years old as of now. Um, okay. <laughs> There's a really cool bit of tidbit here that I want to talk about real quick because I'm excited about this. Yeah, go this ahead. Might actually get me to talk more, this might actually get me to watch Common Rider more. Um, they're releasing a 50th anniversary movie called Sin Common Rider, and it's being directed by Hideki Anno, who is the director of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, and that that's is fire! Like, I am so excited when I read it. I was like, "What? Of all the people to direct that, you have an Evangelion director." I'm in to see what becomes of it. Same here. Like, I don't. I don't care if it's good or bad. I just want to see it. Yeah, they're probably going to bring back a bunch of uh, older writers too. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, they might bring back the guy, the original Common Rider. Is he still kicking? What? Is he still kicking? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, uh, well, I think his last name Hongo. I think. OPS because that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, I just wanted to mention um Brevice looked really cool and then Sin Common Rider sounded pretty fun as well, especially given uh Anna's involved with it. And I'm sorry I'm saying that completely wrong, but I'm also really bad at pronunciation. Oh, I'm just looking this up right here. That yes, the guy who played uh, the original Common Rider, uh Hiroshi uh, Fujioka is still alive. He's 75, so not even super old. Good. Mm. Well, um, the last thing uh, that we're going to touch on for this section, which helps us transition, is that uh, they've also recently announced that... Um, so, Go Kaiger. As insane as this may sound, is turning has turned ten years old this week. Uh, this timeline is broken. Yeah, and they're going to be doing a ten years later movie. Hell yeah! Yeah, yes, I'm looking forward to that. Which for, for those that don't actually know me, Gokaiser is like my favorite Sentai of all time. So I am super hyped to have more Captain Marvelous on my screen. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Which kind of brings us into the next point, I think. Yeah, just to touch upon that just real quick, I kind of knew that that was going to happen because they've done a couple of 10 years later movies. Like, they did one for Hurricaneger, and they did one for Decaranger, and given how popular, uh, I'm surprised that they, that they didn't do one for Shinkinger, considering I think that's the most popular Uh well, the reasons probably have something to do with COVID. Yeah, but the Shinkinger would have been in 2019, which was before COVID. Oh, you're right. 
Yeah. Hmm. See, I've been wondering about how they do that because to me it seems like they pick the ones that are popular in Japan but also in America by their Power Ranger counterpart. But that would all, might also be coincidence. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. I'm but pretty sure... Well, yeah, the Shinkinjo mm-hmm. is the most popular Sentai in Japan, so I'm surprised they didn't do that. But, yeah, I mean, you, you can't get away with not doing a Gokaiju one. So, especially considering how they yeah. brought back the Gokaiju cast uh, for several other things. Like, they had a team-up episode with the Ju-Ogers, uh movie. That was a really good team-up. I love that one. That was a good movie. The actress who played Luca was even uh, admittedly a voice role, but... Uh, she was uh, the pink Q-Ranger, I think. Yeah, I know that character was a robot, but yeah, she voiced that character. She, she's done a lot of voice acting roles lately. Well, uh... Yeah, it has been. So yeah, with that being said... I think she's a um, Digimon voice actress as well. Yes, she is. Uh, I think she did... Hikari? I, I'm trying to look up again. One of them. Well, the only other voice actor that I know is that I know that the actress who played Jasmine in, uh, in um, Deca Ranger was the voice of the main female character in Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. I can't remember her name, but... She did play Hikari, yep. Yeah. Well... With that being said, uh, to kind of go back to how I originally kicked this off, uh, yes, Go Kyger is now officially uh, 10 years old, which means that. So, in order to celebrate that, we are going to be taking a look at Go Kyger. And we're also kind of getting back to the roots of this podcast because we originally kicked off Toku Secrets doing a, doing a, um, series, of a, doing a series of reviews on Tokuger which was the Sentai that was airing at the time. So, yeah, why not get back to our roots, you know? What, what better way to get started back on, like, trying to uh, get back into it than, uh, you know, doing, doing stuff how we started it, you know? Um, so with that being said, uh, we're going to begin with the, uh, with the um, first episode. Uh, so, um, just a couple of, uh, well, before we do that, though, we're going to give a couple of uh, introductions to Gokaiger. Uh, if you can do the math, we said that Zenkaiger is the 45th anniversary, which means that Gokaiger was the 35th. It aired from 2011 to 2012. And wow, that was 10 years ago. We're so old. Um, right. Oh. <laughs> and... It is a pirate theme Sentai, and so far it's the only pirate theme, uh, which is cool, makes it stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was um, now it was heavily inspired by a common rider season that aired uh, not ma- not too early before this. Um, it was called Common Rider Decade. If 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 you remember correctly. Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, 
and it was uh and hold on uh hold on sorry just lost my train of thought um and like i said it's celebrating uh 35 years of super sentai and now we're gonna jump right in you know let's not waste any more time uh let's so the yeah, totally. So uh, we're going to go over the first 10 episodes today. We're not going to review the whole series. Um, we're going to review the first 10 episodes, and we're each going to comment on an episode. So the series begins with the episode, The Space Pirates Appear. So as the episode begins, we are... Um, were introduced to the main villains for this season, known as the Zanyak, uh, which is an empire of aliens. Um, at some unspecified, um, so at some time, at some point, they began attempting to take over the entire universe because that's what evil empires do. Um, of course, and <laughs> and eventually that led them to attacking Earth and. They commenced a full-scale attack on Earth, but luckily, the 34 Super Sentai, so that means every Super Sentai from Go Ranger, Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger, the original Sentai, and um, Go Sager, which was the most recent Sentai to air prior to prior to Go Kaiger, they all came together, they fought against the Zanyak, we get this totally awesome scene which uh, which everybody has seen, even if you're not a Sentai fan, um, where they were fighting against the Zanyak's foot soldiers. The Zanyak's foot soldiers are called uh, Gorman, and then they also have these uh, more heavily armored versions of Gorman, known as Sue Gorman. So just like Super Gorman, I guess. Um, they fought bravely, but eventually, the Zanya proved to be too powerful for them to defeat. And so, in order to drive them off of Earth, the Sentai all gave up their powers, unleashed this powerful energy blast, which defeated the Zanya fleet, but pretty much uh, cost them their powers, and they all turned into uh, energy that was scattered across the universe. And... So yeah, that's a pretty bittersweet ending. Uh, and so time has passed. I guess we can assume, uh, just based on uh, what we find out later in the show, I guess we can assume that at least a year, maybe two years, given what we see in later episodes, has, tur- has, um, has passed. And uh, they're never, the show is never going to fully explain this, so I'll explain it. The powers have manifested into these little mini figures that look like the Rangers called Ranger Keys, which, um, which all of which, well, okay, not all, and I'll go into a little bit more detail in a second. Most of them have come into possession of a gang of space pirates known as the Gokaijers who travel the galaxy in their big red galleon known as the Gokai Galleon. These five. Pirates include the, so I'm going to list them all by name. You have the incredibly hot-headed and reckless, but totally awesome Captain Marvelous, 
you have his first mate, who's the calm, stoic, and uh, master swordsman, Joe Gibkin. You have there. So cool. um, yep. There is uh, a former thief who is incredibly greedy and impulsive, but still, uh, but still tomboyish and cool. Luca Milfi, a totally, ah. yeah, <laughs> Luca. <laughs> She's totally awesome. Um, what? Say it again. What'd you say, Riz? I said down, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calm. And then you have the uh, incredibly intelligent but clumsy and cowardly engineer, Don Dogoyer. They, they call him Doc or Hakase. Um, and then the probably the most unlikely member of the group, an incredibly eloquent and kind and just totally uh, girly girl, I am de famille, a former princess. And they are in search of something known as the greatest treasure in the universe. And we'll just call it the great treasure just for short, since that's a pretty long name and we don't have time to say the whole thing when we're explaining the story. They're assisted they're by live action I'm sorry. They're I, looking I, for what? They're looking for the live action version of uh, Sentai One Piece. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> In fact, you know, I just recently started watching One Piece. Like, isn't isn't the isn't a um, the main character second in command also a swordsman? Yes, he is. This is like the Sentai equivalent of One Piece. It's and a then very you have a third. Their third member is literally a thief. So, okay, yeah, and she's a girl. This was inspired by One Piece. <laughs> yeah, I just recently started watching it with my girlfriend. It's pretty cool. It's very interesting. But yeah, these similarities um, are all pretty, pretty insane. I need to ask you later how far you're into it. So, like, so you got to say it now. We can just wait. Yeah. They're assisted now. Um, these five pirates are assisted by a robotic uh, parrot known as Navi. And while traveling through you through the universe, they gain uh, Navi gains a lead that the great treasure that they're looking for is on the planet Earth. They begin to head toward there. We get a brief scene. Of them transforming, uh, we're gonna, but well, we're gonna skim over that a little bit because that kind of ruins the epic moment that we're gonna get to in a second. They use their mech to fight off a couple of Zonyak forces. Then they arrive on Earth, where they demand the, the where they demand the great treasure. But of course, everybody's looking at them as if they're all insane, because they might be. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so when they can't find anything, they decide, okay, let's just go get something to eat. And here's a fun little fact. The restaurant that they go to, the Snack Safari, um, I'm probably the only person who knows this because I think I've seen, I'm the only one here who's seen this Sentai. That's actually the regular hangout place of the Sun Vulcan, the Snack Safari. Because um, in Sun Vulcan, in their free time, they worked at a restaurant called uh, the Snack Safari which also had a hidden base for them. 
So, yeah, that's uh -oh. an interesting yeah. bit of trivia yeah. there. You know what's really crazy, though, is that, like, I think Power Rangers has only done one version where, like, the the place they work at is the same place that their base is at. So we have, you know, uh, Jungle Fury. Jungle Fury, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like their base was not really secret, like, but it, it's the same premise, you know. They have they all work at a restaurant, but yeah, they have a base in in the same restaurant. So the restaurant and the museum is what they are, right? Say that mm -hmm. again, Riz. I was asking, are they at a restaurant and the museum for the two different Rangers seasons you're talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, because uh, Donald Charge did, did the... Uh, Donald Charge and Jungle Fury. Yeah. Well, anyway... Yeah, they're, they're 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 more, I'm sorry, Anthony, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Hey, you no, go I'm ahead. saying that, like, they did, more, they did more cooking than they did, you know, museum stuff, so... That's not that much. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, so Marvelous, and this is going to be a pretty big uh, thing for him, decides that he wants to eat some curry. That's why they want to go to uh, the snack safari. They sit down to eat. But then, of course, because this is Super Sentai, when they sit down to eat, their entire restaurant gets blown up. And, yeah, just another day in the world of Super Sentai. So, and it turns out that the world is coming under attack again by the Zangyak. Now, we're not, uh, we're showing these characters a bit more prominently in the next episode, but I'll, uh, but I'll just uh, list them off. Uh, we're showing the leaders of the Zangyak. They are, they all work on their, uh, they're all on their big capital ship, which is known as the Gigant Horse. And, the original four villains that we're talking about include uh, Warzu Gil, who is the um, son of the Emperor and the leader of this initially. You have uh, the second-in-command, Damaris, who's a general much more competent. Um, you have Insarn, who's like the, uh, the intelligent one. And uh, spoiler alert here, she's going to be the one that's responsible for making the monsters grow in this season. And then you have uh, Barizorg, who's this robot that just, that's basically just a simp for Warzugil, and is basically just his uh, bodyguard, who's going to have some interesting stuff later on in the series, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So anyway, um, the Gokaijers find themselves, um, find that the world is coming under attack by the Zangyak. Now, of course, with the world nearly about to be destroyed. There's the Gokai, um, the pirates attempt to flee on their ship, the Gokai Galleon. But while they're on their way back to their back to the Galleon, they come across a group of children and their two chaperones being attacked by um, some of the Zangyak's forces, including one of the monsters of the day. Um, and even though they're initially trying to flee, Marvelous is all like, "Nope, I'm not going to let that happen." You know, like, I don't like this stuff. So they interfere. 
and they reveal um, that they have these transformation devices, which are these cell phones called Mobirates, which allow them to use their Gokaiger Ranger keys to transform into the Gokaigers. Marvelous is Gokai Red. Joe is Gokai Blue. Luca, Gokai Yellow. Dawn, Gokai Green. And I am Gokai Pink. Together, Gansuku Sentai, Gokai Ja. Um, yeah. And then Marvelous says, Hadi Nia Guze, which means, let's make this showy, which is his catchphrase. And it's awesome. Uh, so um, the Gokaijers fight. Uh, so the Gokaijers fight off the Zangyak forces. Uh, now all the Gokaijers have their. Uh, none of the Gokaijers have their um, have their own unique weapons. Um, they all have the same weapons. They have a Gokai saber, which is like a pirate sword, and then a Gokai gun, which is like a pirate pistol. Um, d- during this, though, we do see like interesting fighting styles. Like Marvelous just likes to use both his weapons at the same time. Um, Joe and Luca prefer to trade their guns to get an extra sword because Joe, being the master swordsman, likes to use two swords. Um, Luca likes to sw- <clears throat> likes to use these uh, deployable wires on her sabers to like swing them around and attack Gorman. Uh, um, and then Don and I am like to use two guns. Now, Don, being a coward, just likes to just shoot anything that's coming. I'm like, please, just get away from me. Bang, 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 bang. And, uh, and I am uses some more acrobatic stuff to, like, you know, shoot in multiple directions. So that's all pretty cool. Um, Think of Kimberly from Mighty Morph in that regard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so after they fight off some of the Gormen, they then reveal a new gimmick with them. The Gokaijers can use the Ranger keys that they have obtained to, to with their Mobirates to transform into any of the past Rangers. Now, I did forget to mention this. Um, the Gokaijers do not have all of the Ranger keys. So basically, they have all, all Ranger keys for like the core team. And... Uh, there are some additional ones that they have, like they have a big one from Jaka. Um, they have um, they have Green Sai and um, Black Bison, who came in a little bit later during Live Man. They have the um, go on. They have a um, the two additional Rangers that came in during Geki Ranger, uh, which was Power Rangers Jungle Fury here in America. Um, but to kind of cut a long story short, they don't have the Ranger keys that are based off of Sixth Rangers or uh, or um, any of the Auxiliary Rangers, like you know the Shadow Ranger from a Power Rangers SPD. Um, Ranger. Where are they? Yeah, where are they? Well, we'll figure that out later. Um, but anyway, uh, so the Gokaijers use their um, Ranger keys to transform. Now they transform into three teams in this episode. Of course, since um, in order to pay tribute, they transform into uh, Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger first. They were the original Sentai. Then they transform mm-hmm. into Shinkenger, which uh, was adapted into Power Ranger Samurai. And the final one is uh, Mahi Ranger, which was adapted into Mystic Force. And this one um, kind of showcases what happens when, like, what happens when a male, when like a male Gokaiger transforms into a a ranger that was originally 
the opposite gender. And Maji Ranger perfectly shows it because if you've watched Power Rangers Mystic Force, you'll know that um, the Blue Ranger was female and the Yellow Ranger was male. Yet here, the Blue is male and um, <clears throat> Yellow is female. So what they do is that they just simply change up the suits. So Maji Blue's suit um, loses its skirt and the leggings are solid blue and instead of white. And Maji Yellow's suit gains a skirt and the legs go from solid yellow to white. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I always like that change of details that they did with that. Same here. So the Gokaijers um, defeat the monster. Um, they, um, they use this finishing move where... Um, so uh, both their weapons, the guns and the sabers, have this deployable tube that pops out of the back of them, and they insert a ranger key to activate their final attack. <laughs> and um, and uh, in this case, um, th there are several different versions. Like, sometimes they just shoot with their guns. Sometimes they slash. In this case, they slash. They defeat the monster. Um, the chaperones and the kids come together to thank the Gokaijers, who feel like they're in trouble now. And um, the Gokaijers are all like, oh, no, uh, we weren't helping you. Uh, they ruined our curry, and we're really angry that they ruined our curry. So, um, yeah, that's why we stopped. So, uh, yeah, we didn't help you. Bye. And that's how the first yeah. episode ends. I loved her attitude so much. Mm-hmm. Right. When we get yeah. to a later episode, it's funny to see how other characters respond to their um to their attitude. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I would say that um as far as a first episode is, this one was pretty strong. Um my only problem is that I don't like how um at the beginning there's a point where um they do transform and they have to fight off the Zanyak a little bit with Gokayo. Um, Cause I don't know. I just think that uh, that kind of ruins the epicness of their first transformation. Okay. It doesn't ruin, but just kind of makes just, I hope you guys get what I'm saying. Like it kind of. Uh, get it. But I have to disagree with you hundred percent on that. I thought it was pretty well done. Oh, okay. Because from my perspective, we're, it's like a, so I know it's not a flashback, right? Like, it's not something that already happened in the past. We're just thinking about it and going back to look at it. Yeah. But it's a nice foreshadowing to show um, Gokai-O prior to it so that we kind of know Gokai-O's badass pirate-looking mech. And I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty well done. I didn't have any complaints with them foreshadowing Gokai-O in the way they did. I thought it was well done, in my opinion. Well, I will admit, I mean, it's at least better than, like, you know, having a debut at the end of the episode, because if there's one thing that I hate, that I don't know if Sentai is still doing this now, but I just remember that they did it in, uh, they did it in Tokyuger, they did it in Me Ninja, and I'm pretty sure they did it in Juoger, where now it seems that they're trying to shove in, like, introducing the mech in the first episode, and I guess this one did it a bit better, since it's not like we see Gokaio's transformation or anything. It's just there. But, uh, but yeah. So, so I can kind of, I, I can at least acknowledge that it, it, it's decent foreshadowing. Yeah. You got any I, comments? The way, I feel about it is that, the way I feel about it is that 
I kind of feel like, on one hand, I do agree with uh, Nate. I thought they could have, like, maybe shown, like, not actually show the Rangers in a more state, maybe kind of, like, like sort of silhouette them, like, oh, like, you know, who's in the Met? We're just seeing, like, a whole bunch of stuff happening with the Met itself. And then, like, you know, we step up, we see the pot, we see them, you know, de transform, but not sure that the actual power form is yet. So, question to Anthony, because I know Nathan probably hasn't seen it. You've seen Gurren Lagoon, right? Yeah. Yes. Remember the beginning on episode one, they showed the final battle in episode 25, like, in a real yeah. badass way? Whenever I see so this in I'm reminded of that. Definitely. Because you have the badass mechs fighting. It's a foresight of something to come in the future, and then you cut to, like, normal times, before the big battles begin. Mm-hmm. And it, it's... It's simple times. It, it just... It, flo- it just hits different to me. Um, and see, the one thing I don't like about... Sentai and even Rangers is how much of a formula we have to follow sometimes. Like, you know, in episode one, it's an origin story where we kind of see how people are either selected for the role or they just kind of are in the role already. And we see the first transformation, that's a given. And in more recent years, like Nate said, you see the first debut of their Megazord in the same episode. And that's a guaranteed thing and everyone it's like a formula at this point. There's no creativity, there's no let's make something interesting. It's just okay. Script, copy and paste, um Sinkinser with Gokaiser and you got the new episode. Right. And like that bugs me uh, a lot. Because that's not organic. It's just a cookie cutter formula at that point. Right. Um, and then like they have to force character driven like episodes where it's like, okay, this is an episode one hundred percent focused on character X over character Y. And that's the only way you ever get any like idea who the character is. Whereas yeah, you need character focused episodes, but you should be writing stories that give you organic growth where everyone does something in every episode in a way that makes sense. Right. Um, that's my thoughts on it. I mean, I love how Sentai is because I'm a, I've been a fan of Sentai for my entire life, but yeah. that's just something that over time you're like, come on, we can do much better than this. I know we can. Well, I will say, though, that I like how Gokaiger handles the first episode because, um, like, like, I don't know if, um, I don't know if you guys caught on to this, uh, um, the people who are listening, but uh, the thing is, is that they were already Gokaigers. Like, they had already received their powers yep. prior to the first episode, and yep. I always like how, I, I actually kind of like how the Sentais, they do that, like, I think it's much more interesting when they're already Rangers, and then you have character episodes that reveal eventually how they became rangers um there there's only one time i think they did that in power rangers that was rpm which even then was just for the uh was just for uh the main three red blue and yellow so 
yeah. I definitely like that. Um, because, um, I don't know, like, like Sentai did always has, uh, do what? Wild Force did it too. Wild Force. Oh, yeah, it did. But we don't talk about Wild Force. Um, <laughs> what? Wild Force may have done that well, but that doesn't make it good. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What is yeah. Wild Force? Yeah, guys, uh, for those of you back home, we don't know. Wild Force is Rizwan's second least favorite season. Rangers. No, Rizwan, there's one Ranger that you don't remember. Remember, remember this, this one guy who's on the team, but you don't we, we kind of don't talk about him because you don't know who he is. Who? Yeah. That's an inside exactly. joke, ladies and gentlemen. I have to explain the inside joke now. You're forcing my hand here. Um, Damn it, Anthony. <laughs> so, back when, had, back when we had the Otaku Center Diddly Ranger podcast, um, Frankie and I were making a list of our least favorite Rangers, I think. Yeah, you were. And I was trying to Google mm-hmm. photos of everyone to put in our video. So, on our list, we had... Um, Oh my god, I'm actually going to forget this guy's name. Zach Guzman's his actor's name. Yeah. Danny. Danny, that's his name. The yeah. Black Bison. Okay, so I'm, I, I Google Black Wild Force Ranger hoping to get a photo of Danny. Google responds with cannot find any results. And I'm like, does Google hate him as well? <laughs> And I had to screenshot and send it to the group. I was like, guys, I think I think Google's trying to tell me something. Um, wow, Google, you just, you just don't like the guy? <laughs> it was just so well-timed that that happened. And I think it was just a Google hiccup, but it was just so well-timed. Definitely. Yeah. So I had to make it a running joke that Danny doesn't exist, and by default, Max doesn't exist because they're a duo. Um, meaning that Wallforce only had red, yellow, and white, and silver. We well, about silver, right? And not silver to add to this later. tangent, but it's funny that you mention that because um, you know I watched Gal Ranger, which is the equivalent of um mm-hmm. of a. Wild Force, and here's the so um, in Gal Ranger, they never refer to um, the Rangers as their names. Like they, they always call no. them Red, Blue. Um, you get the idea. And um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that like everyone's name is mentioned by like the first ten episodes, but the first time that I remember hearing Gal Black's real name, it's like episode. 27, which is like halfway through. So he is so irrelevant that we don't even know what his real name is until like halfway through the series. Oh. Ooh, who, so. who hurt you that badly? Yeah. <laughs> and and he's not much better than uh, Danny, so. No. Clearly not. Anyway. Uh, moving cool. on, getting back to Gokaiger, uh I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna turn it over to Riz for um, episode two. Yep. 
So episode two opens up with the group trying to figure out how did they go by finding the greatest treasure in the universe. And Navi does this little Navi thing where he circles around the room and hits himself on the head because that's what Navi does. Um, Navi is the thing that helps them find the treasure. So they use Navi to locate clues that help them figure out what are they supposed to do to find the greatest treasure in the universe. So the clue this episode is you'll find a man in black and the man in black will help you. And they're all like, that's such a vague hint. So many people out there wearing black. How do we find them? So, and uh, go Cadgers, you better get used to that because that's every episode almost. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so they they go outside and they start walking around. And they're like, "Must find person in black. Must find. Wait, we found a guy in black. He's talking to us. <laughs> what is he the one? And so it turns out this kid." Thought a battle in the previous episode, and he thought Super Sentai had come back to save them after Zanya could destroy them all, supposedly, what, like two years ago or whatever we think it was? Yeah. Well, we um, could just assume it was two years ago. Yeah, for the purpose of this podcast and any future podcast rather than Go Kaiser, it's been two years between the beginning and now. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Okay. So, this kid thought a battle in the previous episode, which is now yesterday in my brain um and they uh he's getting excited because super sentai are back and he's like getting really hyped and they're like super sentai we don't care about that what are you talking about it's not that they don't care they don't know what super sentai is yeah but they Mm -hmm. also don't they also pretend to not care yeah um so they um they act kind of aloof about it. They're like, okay, Super Sentai, that's cool, but doesn't have anything to do with us. We're just here to find treasure. We just have their powers. We're not here to help you guys. And the boy's like, no. You're Sentai. You must help us. That's what you do for Earth. Mm-hmm. And the kid's like, I can do better than you. And Marvels and him go on and back and forth thing for a good while. And the Marvel's like, okay, prove it. Whenever uh, Zanya came and attacked, he gave him um, the Mubarak and the key for Gokai Red. Uh, Shinken Red. Oh, Shinken Red? Yeah. Okay. Before that happened, before that happened, actually, um, the kid ended up taking one of his keys, um, like stealing it directly. Yeah, he takes chicken, chicken red, uh, chicken red, uh, Rager key. He stole it out of Marvel. He tricks Marvel. He really, it was a really good trick too. Yeah, he's a really good trick too. Because like Marvel knew he was trying to take it, but then he like tricking him anyway. And I was, yeah. I was like, oh snap, that was cool. And Marvel isn't like angry. He's just excited because he wants to see the key, what the kid will do with the key. Yeah. And all the other, the other four are like. What are you doing, Marv? Go get in. He's like, no. It's a, it's a matter between men and let him figure it out. Um, that's why I love Marvelous. He's like the manly man. He's just there to be a badass, and I love it. I'm here for it. Yep. Um, right. 
So the Zanyak attack, and this kid's tr- starting to fight him unmorphed, unhinged, and sorry. And he tries to do his best, and he just can't. So he finally admits, I can't do it. I can't protect my world. And that saddens and angers me so much. And Marvelous and them are inspired by his courage, and they're like, okay, you know what? Screw it. We'll fight this guy. It's no big deal. Well, so it's also fight. that um, Marvelous asks the kid, uh, what's so great about what? Earth? Like, wh- why should we protect this planet? And then the kid is like, well, there's a lot of good things about it, and if you're a pirate, why don't you find out yourself? And even Marvelous yeah. has his mind blown by that. Yeah, and Sadly, tragically, uh, this, this kid mentioned it too, that um, his grandpa wound up being a casualty in the Great War, so he died when the Super Sentinel were fighting against Zonyak. Oh, I forgot that detail. Yeah. Yeah. I only remember it because it was, it was, when I watched the episode, that's when it happened. I was like, oh, that's tragic. Sorry, Riz, didn't mean to interrupt you. You're good. Um, so Marvelous takes his advice on what makes Earth worth protecting and they start battling the Zanyak. And in this, we see the first time the Gokaisers use five of the same Ranger colors. So red in this case. Yep. And I forget which five they chose. Um, if you'll remember, please fill it in. But the Marvelous point is- was Shinkin Red, uh, Joe... Um- Gal Red, which is a uh, Red Wild Force Ranger. Um, Don is Gose uh, Red, which is um, the Red Mega Force Ranger. And funnily enough, they changed it in Super Mega Force, so that was the Red Overdrive Ranger. Um, that made it work. That made it work for them like that. <laughs> yeah, Luca is uh, Maji Red, Red Mystic Ranger, and uh, I am is Geki Red, uh, the Red Jungle Fury Ranger. And they, uh, yeah, it's all kind of like, uh, you know, some combo attack, like, um, Don and Luca use magic, and then, uh, I am and Joe use, like, you know, punch attacks like animals, and then Marvelous has a sword that he just slashes with. Great. And that's the, you get, like, more of an idea of, like, at this point, it's not just that they look like the legacy. Uh, Sentai members. They also have like their special weapons, their special moves, the way they fight. They get all of it when they mm-hmm. hit in a team. And that to me is really cool because uh, Gokaiser for me was the first time I ever watched Sentai. And I didn't know anything outside of what I saw between Mighty Morphin and at the time, I had not seen Beyond Dino Thunder. I rectified that after Gokaiser um, and watched everything else. But yeah, um, it's really cool that we have like this way to introduce people to Sentai, and I recommend Gokaiser to be the way. Yep. Um, other notable things: this is the first episode that we have the full Gokai O debut with the Gokai machines and the entire transformation and the kicking of ass and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Sorry, we Rizzo. see, uh, what's her name? Insan, I think it was. Insan, yep. 
Insan needs the machine to make the guy grow and make her monster big. She has like a little laser thing on the ship that zaps the monster and then they grow. Yeah. Kind of like the saddle lasers in Power Rangers in Space. Mm-hmm. I thought I was trying to remember the name of. But yeah, that is basically the episode after the battle's ended. Um, the kid goes up and thanks Marvelous and Group is like, thank you. And the Marvelous like gives him answer for why he didn't do it for the reason he thinks he did it. He did it for their own reason. Which mm-hmm. is just Marvel's way of deflecting that they're actually somewhat invested in this now. And, and then, then they begin wondering. And then they begin wondering who's the real person in black that they're supposed to be finding. Yeah. A guy in a black cloak that has the Maji Ranger logo on it. Dun, dun, dun. Onward, mm-hmm. episode three. All right, Anthony, this is yours. All right. So in this episode, this is the uh, Maji Ranger trippy episode that pulled entirely more than one because the last time it was just like a little small it's camera. Not one changing year. Courage into Magic. That's the name of the episode. Yeah, Changing and Courage. Episode two was called The Worth of This Planet, by the way. Just wanted to point yeah. that out. Sorry, Anthony, go ahead. No, you're good. Um, so the uh, Gokai Galleon, as they were like sailing across the uh, planet or whatever, all of a sudden this force, is, it gets foggy all of a sudden, and then their radar is failing on them. Uh, of course, the Navi, they blame the Navi for the thing happening to them. And then the Gokai Galleon engages with the Zion battleship. Uh, Dawn panics. Um, they should leave quickly before they're attacked. And then uh, Axe Commander comes down and basically causes an, uh, a volcanic eruption. Gokai just fight him. They get split up. It was uh, Joe, Luca, and Ayn. And then Marvelous and Dawn. They basically split up into two, into two different um, teams. Yep. And surprisingly, Marvelous and Dawn end up meeting Maji Ray, who was the you know ranger of Maji Ranger. And he was the yeah, guy he, that was in black. His name is uh, Kai Ozu. Now, he doesn't, I didn't know. Um, he doesn't actually say who he is to them, but we, no, the audience, know who he is. No, he is, yeah. And so he basically said, oh, like, I'm the guy you're looking for. And he basically gives him a challenge, like, um, if you guys can chase me without transforming and catch me, I'll give you special power or whatever. And they're like, you know what? Bet. And of course, Moth is going to be like, all right, let's do it. And Doc's kind of like, no, wait, wait, this is too dangerous. We shouldn't be doing this. He's like, man, stop being a little punk and come on. And so they so they follow him and Marvelous and Dawn are in a bunch of booby traps and all that. Um, meanwhile, Dawn, uh, Joe, Luca, and Ryan are dealing with the action commander, or at least the force of the Zangetian forces or whatever. And I think they all transformed into three different Black Rangers from previous Sentai's. Yes. Um, I think I think, I'm trying to. Can you let me out with this one, mate? 
I'm trying to remember which one they transformed. It was, um, it was all black and all white. <laughs> now, yeah. I might be a little fuzzy on this, but uh, when they do all black, uh, Joe goes into Abar Black, which is the black, black. dinosaur yeah. ranger. I am go on go on black black RPM ranger, um, mm-hmm. and Luca Ninja Red uh, Ninja Black, uh, the black alien ranger. Mm-hmm. Part of me, and uh, when they do all white, Joe goes into a big one. Um, he has no uh, Sentai uh, Power Rangers equivalent. Um, um, uh, Luca does uh, Gal White, the White Wild Force Ranger, and uh, I am does uh, White Swan from Jetman. Yep. No official counterpart. And just real quick, yes, go Jetman, best Sentai ever. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> And um, so at the end of when Marvelous and Don finally managed to reach him, uh, there's like a cliff that Kai's on one side, Marvelous and Don on the other side. Um, so of course Marvelous is me like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump and I'm not really worried about it or whatever. And he actually does, wait, no. Let's see. I'm trying to think because because uh, Marvelous makes the, I think Marvelous tried to make a joke, but then all of a sudden a uh, Zong Monster knocks him out of the air. Yeah, out of the air. So um, Dawn wound up trying to uh, actually ends up uh, having the courage that he you know he said you know I'm gonna see my friend jumps and leaps and t- and leaps and Saves Marvelous and managed to get to the top. I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. And so, Kai manages to like just tell him, like, hey, like, you know, that's all you need is you need the courage. You know, it, it's one thing to be afraid, it's thing to be afraid sometimes, but like, you have courage that, that gives you real strength. And then what happens is that uh, they get with the monster again. Well, first, um, Kai reveals um, to Don that, okay, well, first of all, the courage thing plays off of uh, Maji Ranger's overarching theme, which is courage, because um, Maji Ranger's um, overall theme was that uh, the Maji Rangers needed to have courage that they could then turn into their magic. Um, so, uh, that, so it plays off of the overall theme because this is a Maji Ranger tribute episode, so you kind of need that. Um, just wanted to bring, bring that up. And the other thing is that um, Kai reveals to Don that in order for the Gokaijers to obtain the great treasure, they're going to need to unite all 34 of the grand powers of the Super Sentai. And he's giving them the Maji Ranger grand power. Yep. Yeah, and then so they fight the monster again. They all go kind of change into Maji Ranger. They use a new, there's a new cool spell to to basically destroy the monster. The monster's beaten, but Sarn, you know, makes the monster grow, and she always does. And they finally have a legendary power of the mecha for Gokaio, and we're able to use Maji Dragon, the Maji Dragon form. 
which a bunch of, which like the chest piece has a dragon on it, and then the um arm and legs have wings, and then the feet have claws on the bottom of them. It kind of looks fun. It kinda, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of looks fun, plain looking. So I mean, but that's, it's that's also weird how good. how it's Maji Dragon and it's like predominantly red because what's funny is that uh. Like, this is from Maji. This is Maji Dragon. It's based off of the Maji Dragon combination that was in Maji Ranger, but funnily enough, that was a combination of everyone's mech except Maji Red. So, right. it's just kind of ironic. Very. And uh, one thing I wanted to add um, to, um, since this is a tribute episode, and this is something that Gokaiger does, in almost all tribute episodes, I think there's one where they don't do it. Um, so naturally, with it being a tribute episode, the Gokaijers are going to transform into the team that corresponds to the tribute episode. So in this case, they transform into the Maji Rangers. But in order to add a little bit more detail, they play the instrumental version of Maji Rangers theme song. Like, go fight Maji, Maji, mm-hmm. Maji Ranger. And... Not only that, but when the Gokaijers change, it, it doesn't just, you know, like, they don't do the normal thing where, like, the logo of the team will just flash on the screen and then they'll transform. They actually take the, um, they basically take parts of the Henshin sequence from the team, which in this case would be the Maji Rangers, and they simply put the Gokaijers' bodies in there. So, like, so, like, in this case, um, you know, we see the Gokaijers bot the Gokaijers being like surrounded by that mystical seal that transforms the Maji Rangers, and then it go- it passes over them, putting the Gokaijers in the Maji Ranger suits, and then the helmets appear. I, I know that it's kind of it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to explain that without a visual, but I hope everybody knows what I mean. Like, like to put it simply, like uh, if you've watched Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. Um, you know, their morphing sequence is that they flip open their morpher, something pops out of their morpher, and it's like this panel with, um, like, I guess you could say, like, goo or something like that, and they pass through the goo, which turns into their suits, and then their visors close. Well, if they were to do something like that yeah. in Gokaiger, the the panel would pop out of the Mobirate, then they would pass through the goo and transform into the Lightspeed Rangers, like like that. That that's the simplest way I can put it. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because that that was always a really cool element of the tribute episodes. I like. Mm, indeed. Did you have anything else, Anthony? Or um, like I said, I I love the map. The the. the tracks were that were um introduced in this episode were like very clever and very like interesting. Um I just love how Marvel was just like just, just like like happy at the at the fact that he's doing all this stuff. And well, he's a pirate. Finally, that's what you expect. Of course, yeah. And like I like the fact that Dawn may still be afraid but he still has enough courage to be like, okay, my friend's in danger. Sure, I'm scared, but I still want to be able to help him, help him, you know, I want him to die, so. Yeah, Dom was the perfect ranger to focus on for this episode. Yeah. What did you think, Riz? There's the mute button. 
Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that a lot. Uh, Don was a good choice that because he's the more cowardly one, so making the jump not yep. an easy thing to want to accomplish as a coward. Sorry, Don, you're amazing, but you're a coward. And the important thing is, is that he did it not because he wanted to get to catch Kai, but he did it because there was some bits of rock that was threatening to fall down and crush Marvelous. So he did it to save Marvelous. So that was the big thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you got, uh, do you guys have anything else to say? Or do you want to move on to the next one? I can move on to the next one. We can move on to the next one. Yeah. Okay, well, the, the next one, guys, is just a brief filler one, so I'm only going to briefly talk about it. Um, it's an episode that revolves around Joe. Um, the only real important thing that happens in this episode is that at the very beginning of the episode, the Gokaijers attempt uh, to use several other grand powers. They try to use Jaka and Battle Fever J, thinking like, hey, if Kai gave us this, then we probably unlocked a bunch of other grand powers, but nothing happened, so... They realize uh, that they have that to. Oh, old... huh? sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just about to say I was about to make the reference of like the old lady in the commercial was like, "That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works." <laughs> and what's funny is a uh, this is kind of a bit of a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, but uh, those two grand powers that they try to use, Jaka and Battle Fever J, we never see them use the, the that those grand powers in the entire show. So. It's kind of ironic. None, but, uh, none whatsoever. Yeah. There's a handful of grand powers that we don't see used in the show. Guys, just wanted to give you that heads up. But uh, anyway, so they realize that all they can use is Maji Dragon. So all they have is uh, Maji Ranger, which means that they're going to have to pick them up one by one. Um, aside from that, though, uh, the the episode is... Um, and, um, oh, and uh, one other thing I wanted to... Uh, Briefly mention, um, with the opening in Gokaiger, um, one thing that Gokaiger does with its opening theme is that there's two different opening animations. Whenever there's a tribute episode, they'll use the opening where they'll show all the 34 Super Sentai um, uh, charging forward, and the narrator is all like, these 34 Sentai used to fight, and then they lost their powers. Now these pirates have them. But in the non-tribute episodes, so like the filler episodes, they'll instead show the Gokaijers and like silhouettes, and uh, and the narrator will be like, these four guys are, these five guys are pirates, and they're awesome, and they're battling against the Zanyak. I think this is the first episode that does that, uh, that type of opening. That's a pretty cool detail. I always like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this many okay, minutes I started... old when I found out that was a thing. What was that? I am this many minutes old when I figured out that's a thing. Oh. <laughs> it took me a while to figure that out, too, actually, so you're not alone. Um, but yeah, aside from that, it's a filler episode that revolves around Joe, Gokai Blue. Um, the uh, the Zanyak released this sword monster that was trained by Barizorg. Which is a very subtle hint at um, at foreshadowing that I'm not going to ruin. Um, that easily defeats Joe, call, calls him like a novice swords guy, and uh, 
Mart and Joe is, of course, offended by that. And we see him training. And the episode, of course, ends uh, on a happy note. Uh, all the um, all the Gokaijers give him his their swords. So he uses five swords at, a, at the same time, which is awesome. Too bad that's the only time that it happened. And uh, he... Um, and he and he uses like five different ranger keys to uh, summon the spirits of uh, blue rangers. So like uh, Ghost Sager, Shinkinger, Maji Ranger, and Gingaman. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, the only other, the only real big thing, other big thing that happens is that uh, there's a moment where I am, who's very concerned about Joe, asks. Uh, Luca, why he likes to train so much, and Luca hints that it might have something to do with the fact that the person who taught him how to use a sword again, foreshadowing, um, was very was a very close friend of his, and he apparently lost him at some point. And Joe trains to honor that fallen person, and um, I definitely enjoy this episode. Um, so this will be a sp- Spoiler for, you know, anyone before our last review. Uh, Joe was my favorite Gokaiger. I, he might be one of my top three favorite blue Gokaigers. I just love his um, serious personality. But I also three like how... Favorite blue Gokaigers? See what? There's only one blue Gokaiger, and you said there's a right. top three. Sorry. It's been a long day. Three of my top three favorite uh, blue Sentai Rangers. There um, we go. Thank yep. you for that correction, Riz. Um, you know he's you know he's awesome. You know I I love his skills with the sword, but I also you know there's a lot of subtle moments where even though he comes off as like this guy who just doesn't care and just you know he rarely ever smiles, he's still almost kind of like a big brother to some of the other people. Like he cares about the other go catchers, and um. You know, and I, I, the ending of the episode is also great, where he makes a cake for the Gokaijers, and then there's this little cute moment where, like, I am takes like a little bit of a of um cream that's on his nose and like licks it, which is cute. <laughs> I know a lot of I know a lot of people think that marvelous and I am were together, but I always shipped Joe and I am, and there is nothing that either of these two guys can say that'll convince me otherwise. Um, no, no arguments here. No arguments here. Yeah. But yeah, this episode was awesome. Uh, I I think it's a pretty good character episode because uh, we don't see any flashbacks toward Joe's person, toward Joe's backstory, but we're hinted at what he used to be, and that's good enough. You know, I mean, this is only the fourth episode, so you don't have to spoil that much. You know, well, what did you guys think of it? Oh, this is definitely a really good episode. Um, I. Love the fact that he's he's basically with five swords. He pretty much beat Zoro in like in you know topping how many swords uh swords you can use you know from going from three. Zoro may be cool and all he has three, but do use five swords and he can't beat that. What did you think, Riz? It's a better episode than the Noah. Uh, version in Mega Force oh, by far. Oh my god, we don't Never talk about that. That, <laughs> that was so it much made no sense. 
Oh yeah, yeah the nerdy boy used swords. swords. Hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's like an expert swordsman because we gotta be convenient for the Sentai footage. Yeah. Beyond that, it was solid episode. It was definitely filler, but it was filler in a good way in that we got character development out of it, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll move it. I'll uh, pass it on to uh, Riz for episode five. This is a marvelous episode. So, yep. Yay. Okay. So, right off the gate, I'm going to spoil it. This is a Decker Ranger tribute episode. Uh, with a focus on Marvelous. So, as is the normal, whenever we are looking for a tribute episode, I think, it begins with the Gokai just being like, hey, Navi, what's our next clue going to be? And Navi does his little thing and bangs his head and is like, today, you asked the police for help. Or no. I think it's just ask the police. Yep. And yep. they're like, What? How do we accomplish that? And they're like, okay, I guess we'll go out and figure it out. Well, as they're debating what to do, Marvel's like, you know what? Screw it. So he walks over to the station and he says, hey, how do I get the greatest treasure in the universe to the officer different desk? And in the scene prior to this, we find out that there's a bounty on the heads of... um, the Go Kaisers. Yep. And the bounty has gone up a significant amount. And they're all impressed with how much it's gone up by. So Marvel's walked into the station and he's like, hey, where's the treasure? And the guys are like, oh, it's you. It's you, the guy <laughs> that's in the poster. And Jasmine, I think it's her name, Decca Yellow. I, I've yep. never seen Decca Ranger, so I don't Jasmine. know nothing about Decca. Um, He's like, hey, um, turn your hands like this. And he's like, okay. And she cuffs him with handcuffs. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, but, yeah, man, I did that just now. And he's like, bro. So the Gokaisers come out and <laughs> um, the cops surround him because they're like, oh, wait, more pirates. Let's get them all. And they make so like they're gonna start fighting and then the Gokaiders just turn tail and leave Marvelous behind <laughs> classic <laughs> comedy bit right. and and Marvy is like cool so he starts fighting with Jasmine well handcuffed but he loses and um I think they just put him in jail and that's when he escapes I'm gonna need like a little help here remembering the, how he got from there so to the park. He actually never got not got uh, and went to jail. He kind of just was able like, to, to get away from the police station as soon as he got handcuffed. Okay, and, yeah, and that's where Doggy Kruger found him. And then the Zion, I think Zion show up. I think afterwards. Yeah. The what? The Zion. The Zion. Oh yeah, they, they show up. I yeah, think. and Dr. Kruger refuses to take his handcuffs off to help him fight. And Kruger yeah. fights on his own. Um, but through the fighting, they start to bond over the fact that they both have similar values and thought process. And 
Dog is like, all right, man, you cool. So here, you can be freed from the handcuffs and you can help me fight. Um, It turns out, I don't know much about this, but the monster of the week this time was Alienizer, who is apparently a villain from Decker Ranger. So I'm going to let one of y'all talk about this because I know nothing about this guy. And why? Yeah, so, so the villain was like, um, he was basically based on the monsters of the day for Decker Ranger, which are called Alienizers. Yeah. So they're, they're criminal yeah. aliens. And this guy just happened to be working for the Zonyak. Yeah, he's only exclusive to Tokaji. He hasn't appeared at all in Decoranger. Yeah. He's a re- he's a reference. Okay. And yeah. then they're and, and they've uh unlocked all these missiles that come out of the ground and they're gonna use it to blow up the earth. Okay. So and also I am pretty much you already know about this already, but in Decoranger, whenever they get the um the guilty or innocent uh, judgment judgment time, they actually have obligation to actually kill whoever is that the criminal they're chasing after or whatever. They have the obligation to kill them. The the, yep. the the judges the judges basically basically say, hey, this guy's authorized. You can kill him if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Lean, lean, lean. it's either it's either delete approved or delete not approved. Yeah. yeah. And Pirates of the Speedy was like, nah, we can't do that, so we gotta arrest them. Yeah. Yeah, so the episode ends with them battling and getting the mechs out, and Gokaiser's picking up the Decker Ranger Grand Power, which is, in this case, summoning the Path Striker, which I yes. don't... Yep. Go ahead. Um, the, the Pat Striker was, um, the personal, uh, so in, in Decker Ranger, like with Power Rangers SPD, they had their original, uh, patrol vehicles, which were called the Delta Runners in Power Rangers SPD. And this was the Red Rangers personal one. It was that police car. If you bought Power Rangers SPD, it was Delta Runner one, which had those hooks at the end. It formed the chest and the head of the Megazord and it had the ability to attach a sword on its side and it's pretty much this except it's a little bit bigger and for some reason it has um, you know similar to like the Power Rangers in space suits it has the um, the little stripes of like a red blue yellow green and pink on the front so yeah yeah they can summon that See, this is what I find interesting about how Gokaiser does the, the Zord tie-ins to the older seasons. Because in some cases, where I'm not going to spoil, um, they straight up just take the Zord and are like, all right, the Zard's now. In other cases, they get a brand new Zord that you don't see in the Sentai or the Ranger footage, but it's a tribute to that season regardless. Okay. I believe it's at least twice we see something like that. Yeah. There was at least one where they get an original mech. Hmm? What'd you say, Anthony? I'm just going to say my my, my thoughts on the episode. Would you guys know here first? Yeah, I was going to say that there's two cases that I can think of where the mech is a direct swipe from the original uh, season that it came from. Well, we already have two examples. The Maji Dragon and the Pat Striker right here, so... Yeah. 
Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves with the other mechs. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the uh, the Pap Striker um, combines with Gokaio to form Deca Gokaio, giving it access to two guns. It can move similar to Deca Ranger Robo, where it like flips around and just shoots guns, like it's in some type of slow mo cop action movie. And uh, yeah, pretty cool. I like that. Very cool. And then the episode ends with them meeting uh, Bon, uh, Decca Red. Yeah. Who was so that? Yeah, really first meeting, though. Huh? Yeah. What'd you say, Riz? Ooh, it was, was a really brief meeting. Oh, it was like barely two seconds on screen. Yeah. Well, they had to have Red in there because um, yeah, we didn't mention this in Maji Ranger, but usually whenever they meet a former uh, Sentai Ranger so far, when they reveal who they are, they'll do like a little cast of like the ranger they used to be over their body. They did it with Kai, with Maji Red, and for some reason they don't do it with Jasmine and uh, Kruger in this episode, but they do it with Bon. So I guess they're just, right. they only prefer Reds. So maybe that's the only reason why they brought Bon in. Probably. Probably. But, uh, I'm going to pass it on to Anthony to let him talk about his uh, next episode. Yep. Alrighty, and the next episode is the most important thing. Now, actually, this episode, I recently watched it a couple of days ago, and it was just, like, it was a good filler, in my personal opinion. Um, for starters, in the beginning, uh, Luca and Doc were at, like, this jewelry store and Luca sees this, um, like, this beautiful diamond, like, beautiful ring or whatever. And she's like, hey, I want to buy this one right here. And he's like, okay, I'll get it for you. And then this puppet, like, snobby-looking girl just shows up and she's like, oh, I want all this. Like, I'm buying the whole entire store. And Luca's like, hey, like, I was about to buy this ring right here. And she's like, I don't care. I'm rich. <laughs> Go away, go like go away. And then the dad show the the, the Starly girl's dad shows up and he's like, Hey, why are you buying another um jewelry store? I get we have a lot of money, but you you just can't just be buying stuff like this left and right. And she's like, I don't care, watch me. Go along. And then Luca's like, What's this girl's problem? And he goes like, Well, I don't know. She just been, you know, stuck up and just been like wanting to buy a lot of stuff or whatever he doesn't know what's going on with her and like you know she's like you know it's very important you know like to, to Luca money is very important to her the girl was just like oh I don't really care about money or whatever I just buy whatever I want and don't really care about anything else and the dad suggests that hey if you can straighten my girl out or whatever I'll get you that ring that you wanted. She's like, really? Okay, let's do it. And so he ends up working for her, working for the doll, um, the girl's dad. Um, she has this really cute, beautiful made outfit, I'm gonna say. And um, and this is the man. <laughs> yeah. Every every Sentai season has the obligatory fan service episode, and this is it for Go Kaiger. You you can't you can't beat that. Oh my! So 
Yeah, so she basically just cleans the house. Um, she runs into into the girl's room. Like she cleans the, the daughter's room, and she knows this is very like you know dirty looking kind of stuff. Animal with naked socks, and she looks at it. She's like, "What's this thing?" The girl comes in. She's like, "What are you doing in my room? Don't touch my stuff!" And then she takes her out, and she's like, "What's, what's that all about?" And then Luca winds up um, walking, and she sees this room and she's like looking at this like odd looking tree that's just sitting on this like table stand or whatever and she tries to go in there and, and they ask her no 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 don't go in there she's like what why not these are laser this is a laser proof room so if you try to step on the wrong step lasers will activate and they will definitely kill you if you go near it and she and he tells her like that's my most prized possession right there Apparently, this is how he got rich. Apparently, turns out he he found a freaking small gold, like gold, like this tree that, and when it like when, like it somehow makes gold, it like it literally grows gold out of out of its out of its stems, and it's it's just that's how he can get rich because he because he can just take whatever he wants out of the the little tree, gold, gold tree. And just you know, use it to buy whatever he wants. And that's his money maker. He doesn't. He didn't have a job or anything. He just got rich because he got the golden trees. <laughs> and um, so as long as I find out about it somehow, I forgot how that happened. And um, <laughs> he and uh, Gil was Gil just tells him like, "Hey, I want that tree. I want that tree because if we get the tree, we can make all kinds of cool weapons with it." I think this time I just want to mention that. She was like, hey, I, we can make some really cool weapons with that tree or whatever. And it was like, get that tree. So to the monster down there, they can turn invisible. And he sits into the house. And the daughter does catch him. But she doesn't say anything about it. She's like, oh, I'm just going to steal it. And then the monster gets triggered to be on his lawn and stuff like that. Um, Luca fights him outside. And the dog gets injured, not gets injured or whatever, but like dad could care less because he's concerned about the about you know Tim damaging his precious house or whatever, or the tree is safe or whatever. And Luca transforms. Um she changes, I think, into Volpan is it Volpanther? Um Nathan? I'm trying to remember what, what which what's the name of the uh the um Yeah, it was Volpanther. Little Panther, yep. And I think she transformed into another ranger. I can't remember. Uh, Boken Yellow it's... and Go Yellow. Yep. Boken, yep. Yep. Boken uh, Yellow and uh, Go Yellow. Yep. Thanks for that. And so, uh, she, the man, the, the rich guy tells Luca, hey, if you can stop this monster from, you know, this really monster, I'll pay you however much money you want. And so she does. And the girls, of course, upset about the whole thing because, it's like, wow, he didn't even care about me at all. Like, he cared more about the money than his own daughter. And Lucas sees that. And um, later on in the episode, he kind of she kind of tells the daughter off, like, you know, money's actually really important. Like, I don't like how you're spending your money. You're just kind of just wasting your money, you know. You should be 
you know, it's okay to, it's, she basically makes the point of it's okay to have money, but it's not okay just kind of willing to spend it on anything and just, you know, do anything important with it. Um, and then later on in the episode, the moth comes back. He ends up burning the house down, and the girl kind of just um, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you wanted to get the tree, but you're going to burn burning the tree along with the house. And the monster goes, oh, crap, you're right. <laughs> and so um, they all managed to get out of the house eventually. Um, I know the daughter tells uh, to Luca that, hey, can, could you go back in the house and eat? Like, you know, the most important thing is still in there. And um, that's like, oh, yeah, the, the treat, you know, that's what he's thinking. And she goes, okay, I'll go in there and go back and, and do it. She goes, becomes go yellow and uses, I think, I forgot what, the, what it was called in the Japanese version. It was a throne blaster in Last Rescue. Yeah. But um, it's called something. And let's just five. say the go blaster. Yeah, go blaster. So she managed to put out some of the fire. This house still burns down, but um, she managed to, managed to get, you know, something out of the house. And she wound up getting the um, little sock doll that uh, it's an animal that the daughter had. The daughter mentioned earlier in the episode that 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 was really important um, piece of material to her because before the money and the fame and all that, her dad it was just her dad, and it was just kind of like they were very poor. The dad would work, you know. All kinds of hours, you know, not make trying to make any meat, you know, couldn't do much for the daughter at the time. So he ended up making that sort of animal for her because like, that was the only thing he could do for her at the moment. And though the dad was reminded by, oh, this is this is the stuff animal I made for you, you know, all those years ago, and he start remembering like, wow, like you're the most person. Pressure thing in, in the world, not money or whatever. And so they make up. Um, they fight the monster, they beat the monster. And while they did lose the tree, Luca ends up giving them the check that she was going to have herself for the you know, money she was going to receive. But when what is happening is that. Doc was like, oh, well, I guess she is, she is, you know, changed or whatever. She's a good person. She's like, no, what are you talking about? I got the ring still. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, that's this how Luca is. You know, she doesn't do anything for free. She'll still help you, but she, but she still wants something in return. So that's the episode. Yeah, there was uh, some of that, Anthony. Uh, just I uh, wanted to add, uh, this is another tiny character development episode because, um, at one point, uh, we're shown a flashback of Luca uh, before she became a Gokaiju. Um, mm-hmm. Bringing some food to some homeless children. And then she gets meet by Joe, who brings up that when they first met, uh, Luca has this personal dream of hers. Um, we don't know what it is, and Luca doesn't say, because she... Um, because she uh, doesn't think... Because, of, you know, it won't come true if you don't tell, but uh, we get the hint that uh, the reason why Luca has a lot of this money and um, is because she has a personal goal 
And obviously the fact that she's bringing a lot of food to homeless people implies that it has, um, that there's noble, um, there's noble implications in what Luca is trying to do, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, and I like this episode too. Um, you know, I don't think I, uh, um, um, you know, I've I've always had a hard time figuring out who my favorite uh, yellow Sentai Ranger is, but uh, in hindsight, I would probably say that it's Luca. And, uh, you know, episodes like this, you know, definitely uh, definitely make it a uh, kind of make it easy for me to explain. Uh, obviously, prior to this episode, we're shown that Luca is kind of a, a little bit obnoxious, a little greedy. Um, and, you know, we see her just flaunting all this jewelry like she loves it. But we're obviously given hints, but not quite, you know, shown the full story because, you know, it's only episode six. You got plenty of episodes to flesh that yes. out. Um, you know, that there's more to her than just that. Plus, you know, seeing her in a French maid's outfit is not is also pretty good. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. what did you think, Rizwan? I, I thought it was a good way to show Luca's creative side. Um, it was creative in that, you know, she resorted to doing the maid outfit and all that. It's a filler episode. It didn't add anything to the story, but I still did like it a lot, so it had that going for it. Well, to move on to the next one, uh, we're going to let Anthony uh, also talk about that one. It's another tribute episode, by the way. So, go ahead, Anthony. Oh, uh, let me actually let me get my my thought on the uh, current episode you just did. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I I'm good. Um, I definitely like this episode. This episode like made me more of a fan than I already was before. And yes, while she can be very like you know, kind of snobbish and greedy but like you know she does have she does care about you know not just the money it's more to it than just that and i appreciate that they're showing more more in depth with her character that she's not just you know who who, who she who people think that she is on the outside you know overall good episode Yeah, pretty good character episode. Gokaiger usually does pretty well with the character episodes. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, um, uh, you can move. You can have the next one. Did you want to say something, Riz? Uh, I'm good. Okay. All right. For episode seven, it is Nikki Nikki Tempo Lesson. This is the seventh episode overall, and this is going to be the Jukin Sentai decorated to the episode. Um, and the Nikki Nikki part of the episode is like a, is a pun on a. So um, a lot of Geki Ranger episodes have like these weird, like meaningless phrases like Nikki Nikki or Washu Washu because uh, um, Geki Red was raised by tigers, so he has like really weird yeah. words to say. Like every time he senses a monster, he's always like "washu washu" or something. So, and when he likes yeah. something, he's like "waki waki." So, just a pun on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So um, in this episode, uh, Navi is uh, giving the Gokai to the next clue that they need to find a tiger child. And they're like, tiger child, what does that mean? Like, and no, it's not like a tiger team. In case maybe I was wondering that, that's not, that's a completely different thing. <laughs> Anybody who ever heard of Tiger King or watched the documentary about that. So, interesting. Bad um, ah. <laughs> Uh, So, in this episode, um, they are out looking for this uh, tiger, tiger kid or whatever, but they're not sure what that means entirely until like the next um, general or action commander shows up. It's uh, touch. I'm, I'm gonna mess his name up because like, I know they used the name up in, this, in the episode because it was a running gag. Because um, I know that War Steel got the name wrong entirely <laughs> every time he says it. Uh, like Pachamak or something? Pachamak. I can't remember. Pachamak. Uh, yeah, Pachamak. I'm just called Pachamak. And apparently, I think this costume was introduced in, I think, Yeti Ranger versus. Yo, I'm trying to think. It was Bo. Yeti Ranger versus Bo Kenger. Volcanger, Mo- okay, so it's Volcanger, Volcanger, uh, movie. I didn't see, I don't think I've seen it, because I remember the monster showing up in that episode, but I, in that special, but I didn't watch it entirely. Um, so that's the reference to the, um, special in that one. Um, they were interrupted by this, by this um, and while Joe, Luca, and Marvelous were doing really good against this monster, Doc and I were having difficulty, you know, adapting this monster. And earlier in the episode, um, Doc was kind of like not necessarily pushed around by the by the Lucapashers, but like he kind of is being overwhelmed by them. I know that. Marvelous wasn't helping out with the um, helping Doc with get the food for him, and then Luca was bugging him up with computer stuff, and just like he was just like, "Guys, like I'm doing one thing after another. You can't. You, I need help, like you know." And so that's that was in the episode too. Um, Sock and Yon having difficulty, you know, fighting because they can't fight without without the weapon because the um. Monster uses like this magnetic um, force to take away their weapons, and fucking I'm on really like two different hand combat. That's only for the main three, so they kind of felt like they were the you they were useless in that one. Because I think Joel, Luca, and Marvelous they all turn into uh, Sun Vulcan and then into. Uh, Gal Rangers yeah. in this, and this, they all, yep. Shark Eagle and Lion for ironically, which was, I think, no. They were all like aquatic creatures in that one, so they all, that was pretty cool. Um, transformation for both of them because they all matched the different animals they were using in some way. And then after and the battle, uh, uh, 
And then after the battle, uh, Troy starts giving the uh, Rangers trouble about letting go of their weapons. And oh wait, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I uh, I mixed up my notes here. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> oh man, that's that's classic. Um, but yeah, so. There was no way we were going to get through this talking about this episode without referencing that. It had to be done. It had to be done. Yeah. <laughs> so, while uh, Marvelous and Company, minus Don and I'm, they, I guess, are like trying to figure out what the, what the next, next plan is. Um, Doc and Dom are just kind of thinking, like, I'm just thinking, like, uh, wow, we pretty much need to, like, do better in fighting this. And so they see this little, like, you know, training session with uh, John. What, John? What, I can't John from uh, Deku Ranger. He's Deku, he was a previous Deku Red of the Sentai. And he's out training a bunch of kids on how to use tempo, which was their martial arts they used in uh, Gate Range. It was like a kung fu mixed with like, you know, animal, but like animal fighting. So that was the. So he's there. He's trained, like, trained um, some students. Um, I'm goes down there and she's like, oh, hey, I was wondering if you could train me how to fight using tempo. He's like, okay, I, I can definitely teach you. Um, she, they asked, hey, are you training too? That he asked, John asked Dawn if they're training too. And he goes, uh, no, I, I think I'm good. I'm good. And so he walks away because he's kind of like afraid of, you know, to, I guess, fight or whatever. And I'm just, just like, hey, I'm going to train myself then. And then um, later on in the episode, she gets kind of sleepy, which was kind of dangerous because, you know, she should be more alert because I think something happened where like she almost got hit or something. I, I can't remember what happened with that. Can anyone, can anyone uh, chime in for this? What was that again, Anthony? I'm trying to remember what happened. Because I remember I was sleep was sleepy because she didn't get enough because uh, she was tired from the training earlier. Yeah, she was tired from happened. training and uh, you know, Don is thinking that uh, training is useless because you know, of course, we see Joe train every day, but then he's like, well, what ha I mean, how are Marvelous and Luca so good? Because they don't do anything. And then we find out, like, even though those two people don't train, like, more directly like Joe does, they have their own ways of being more precise with battle. Like, Marvelous loves to play darts, and he wears this bracelet that weighs, like, 50 pounds. Okay, maybe maybe not fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah. It's really heavy. Um, Dwight, you know, like no known person can do that, and he was able to, to shoot like throw darts at that perfectly without yeah. even missing it. And it's like, wow, he's really good at that. And, and then think, Luca, go ahead, go ahead, Anthony. She was like, you know, look at the stars, and I think she becomes like quick to see stuff. Because when she's like looking shooting stars, she goes, Oh, shoot star, shooting star, shoot star. And if that helps her out with her, like, you know, it would see things quicker. So that kind of like helps her out in fighting and stuff. 
and John goes like, "Wow, like they actually do train, but just not in the in the traditional way. They do it in their own way." And so um, the next day, Don goes to uh, John's uh, training session, and he he's like, "Yeah, I'm going and train with you guys." And he's like, Are "You sure you want to do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready for this. You know, I want to be I want to do better for myself." And that you know, they start the training, and then uh, Pachon shows up to attack the city. The three, the three remaining um, Gokaijus show up to fight against them, and they're not really doing so hot. But then Don and I were pretty much like finished up the training or whatever. And John's like, "Oh, I know that's train, that's that's the, you know train you guys. You guys pretty much." Already learned enough from me, and it's revealed and it's revealed to those two that he was not only getting red, but he's also trained. Also, being, he was also grew up with tigers, and that's you know he's a tiger child. And like, oh, tiger child, that's what we were looking for earlier. And um, he's like, you just got to go out there and you know help your friends out fighting against the monster. And so they do, and I gotta say, this when they were fighting against this monster using the Gate Ranger um powers, it was just so brilliant. I just love how the how they just like fought with the you know the the Kenpo and the and the fighting was just amazing because I remember watching Gate Ranger a while back, and I was just like, wow, this is actually a really good season. Like I love both Gate Ranger and Jungle Fury for both their fighting styles and stuff like that. So I can't really say I like Jungle Fury more like Aki Ranger or like Chicken Ranger more like Jungle Fury because I like both of them equally. So that's my thing. And they do get the and, grand um, powers of the um, Gekki Rangers, but unlike the other two, uh, this one isn't really that special. Like, they don't use it that much. It's not. Uh, all, all it does is that it allows them to summon the uh, Gekki Beast to like charge at the monster, but it can't combine with Gokaiyo or anything, so no. it's only used occasionally. Yeah, it's kind and of like for some reason. And for some reason, in this tribute episode, they don't use the Geki Ranger Henshin sequence when they Gokai change, and they don't play uh, the Geki Ranger theme song, which is a crime because Geki Ranger's theme song is awesome. I do not no, know why they right? do that. I do think they get because it was more of a focus on on Dawn and Ayn. Is it because remember uh, Dawn was in the middle instead of uh, Marvelous, so maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I guess just it sucks because I love the Gekki Ranger thing. I know it's so good. I have it on my place on Spotify. Yeah, so do I. Nice. And uh, funnily enough, uh, I think I said this, uh, they, the Gokaijers do have um, Geki Violet and Geki Chopper, uh, those Ranger Keys, um, which is weird mm -hmm. because you would think that those would kind of sick Ranger Ranger Keys. I mean, I, I mean, if you've seen Geki Ranger, you might understand why Geki Chopper, that's the Rhino Ranger for those of you who have only seen Jungle Fury, isn't considered a sixth Ranger because, I don't know, he never really came off as strong enough to be a sixth Ranger, but... That's just something I wanted yeah, to bring up. Kind of weird. 
Yeah. But ironically, like, in, I think, Jungle Fury, they kind of do kind of treat him like a sense ranger, but not really. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's complicated. And, uh, but yeah, this episode was good. It's, uh, it's much better than the Super Mega Force episode. Um, I like I the Super I like the Super Mega Force Super Mega Force episode, but Troy needed to shut up in that episode. I, I'm, I was um, about to say it was only can't. good because of Casey. Let's give this one straight. It's good because of Casey. Nothing else. Yeah. You take Casey out of that episode, and then it goes from an from a B to an F. Yeah. <laughs> but but guys, you never let go of your weapons. Oh yeah, my except, god. <laughs> yeah, except when you stick it in the ground at the end of a series, then you let go of your weapon. Because he's done. Dude, that, he doesn't need any more damn. Dude, that, that, dude, that doesn't count. Okay, I will let go of my weapon. <laughs> oh, man. But overall, this was a great episode. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a really good episode. Give it like a Eight out of think, ten for me. You know, um, the tribute episodes really uh, help suit, um, you know, the uh, Gokaiders because you know Ge- Geki Geki Ranger is all about training to like make yourself stronger, and they do that well with Don, um, since you know he's probably yes. the least capable fighter of the Gokaiders. So, yeah, th- this is the second tribute episode now that we have that's revolving around Don, and they've both been pretty good. Hmm. Especially when Dawn was the one that was able to like to kind of like get back at Marvelous and Luca from earlier. He was because he was like, "Oh nope, you're not doing this, and uh, you're doing this." <laughs> what did you think, Rizwan? Yeah, it's like I was just saying. Um, I think this is a really well done tribute episode. I've never seen Gekki Ranger, but I enjoyed seeing the tribute of it. Because, like I was saying earlier, these episodes are really good for giving a quick flavor of each Sentai. And it gives you at least like an opening to be interested to see other works that are not Gokai's there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I left yeah, this episode I thinking, Gekki Ranger, on the list, somewhere, it'll happen. Good. Because yeah. it's awesome. It's definitely awesome. And um, one thing to note, Riz, um, in Geki Ranger, they actually wear like these gloves that have like the um, the I guess cloth is embedded in them. That's their henchin. That's the henchin device. Yeah, the sunglasses are Power Rangers exclusive. Yeah. So yeah, you I want to write, the case. Um, mm-hmm. Because he didn't have any, and he didn't have the gloves on when he was uh, training earlier in the episode. So he like, oh, what happened to the gloves? That's right. That was his morph. That was his tension tension device. So he didn't have it. So it makes sense. Well, I'm gonna um, move us on with the uh, with the next episode. Uh, the next two episodes are kind of a two parter. Um, now the first one. Uh, Episode eight. It's called Little Spy Tactics. Um, it's a very, very silly comic relief episode. Um, yeah. Um, 
so basically, uh, there's these two monsters. Um, one is much bigger, and then the other is like a really mini version of the monster's head, who ironically enough is the older brother. Um, yeah. They, they send the little one onto the Gokai Galleon to spy on the Gokaijers. Now, before they do this, though, um, Damara and Insarn um, briefly go over the backstories of some of the Gokaijers. Um, so, Marvelous has always been a pirate. Um, and not only that, but we forgot to mention this in the second episode. We were shown a brief flashback of Marvelous's past where when he was speaking to the kid, where um, someone, uh, we don't see his face, um, and we'll find out who he is um, later on. Well, well, we'll get to that in the next video. Um, he was given a treasure chest containing all the ranger keys, and this person was his mentor, and then he disappeared finding the Zanyak. Um, so, yeah, Marvelous has always been a pirate. Joe get uh, Joe used to uh, be a member of the Zanyak. He was a former Special Forces member. Um, again, we'll find out more about that later. Uh, Luca was a thief that just stole a bunch of things. I think I'm pretty sure I said that at the beginning of this video. And Iam is a former princess. And uh, they don't reveal Don's backstory because, like, they literally pick up Don's. Uh, little flyer with the bounty and then they're all like eh he's he's not a big deal screw him moving on um <laughs> which is pretty funny um but okay so they they send the monster to spy on the gokaijers and they find out that the gokaijers are looking for the greatest for the treasure um most of the episode is just like you know some comic relief stuff you know like the monster gets stuck under a chair. He goes inside the chest containing the um, the ranger keys. There's one point where he hides in a box full of like some donuts, and Luca tries to sneak one out to eat one, but she bites the monster instead. And it's like, ew, this is bad. And uh, um, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, uh, the Gokaijers are looking for Navi, who's disappeared. But then they find Navi, who it turned out went out and some high school girls gave him a makeover. Um, and, you know, funny thing, I don't think we mentioned this about Navi. Uh, what we, it's pretty debatable over which gender Navi is because sometimes the one subbing company has Navi as a, as a girl and then others have him as a, as a, as a guy. I like to think that Navi is female just because the the person who voices Navi is female, but that's just me. I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Navi uh, is gender fluid and beautiful. Okay. Okay, that's fine. No big deal. <laughs> but, but, uh, it's a machine, so... Yeah. But anyway, uh, Navi gives the Gokhydras a new clue about an island in the sky. Um, before the Gokaijers uh, can do that, though, they have to deal with the monster, and it leads to probably the funniest moment where uh, the monster is just uh, is just bouncing around saying, like, yes, I have found you, and I know exactly what's going to happen. And, then, and Joe just casually picks up a baseball bat, just, you know, 
Yes, you know, like Gelbson Saboy. Oh my god, we got this monster. Okay, might as well get the baseball bat. Bam! And then he knocks him out of the okay galleon. And he swings the bat like so casually, like he's going golfing or something. So do you that always makes me laugh? Him? Do yeah. what? Do you blame him? That's a good move on his part. Yeah. yeah it was funny, though. Yeah. Uh, they defeat the monster, and um, then the Gokaijers set out to find the island, but they have to hurry because the Zanyak is, if you now know what they're looking for, are going to try to get the grand power first. Um, that then leads us into the next episode um, called Lion Run, which is the Gao Ranger tribute episode. Um, basically, in this episode, the Gokaijers find uh, find the floating island in the sky. I can't remember what it's called in Gao Ranger. It was called the Animerium in uh, Power Rangers Wild Force. Can't remember what it was called in Gao Ranger. Um, and I apologize for that. I. I don't care for Gal Ranger, so I really just didn't care to remember what it was called. Um, long story short, they arrive on the island and they encounter, um, while they're battling the Zanyak, they encounter Gal Lion, which is the equivalent of the Red, uh, wild, the red Lion Wild Zord. Um, the Gal Lion uh, doesn't approve of the Gokaijers because, you know, they're kind of pirates and they're kind of jerks. and while they're battling, they encounter um, a vet named who, uh, again, we don't know his name, but his, but he doesn't introduce himself, but his name is Kakaru Shishi, um, who takes care of Ayam while who got injured while uh, Joe, uh, while Marvelous Joe and uh, Luca are battling. And uh, Kakaru explains um, he, for some reason, knows that about Gao Lion and how Gao Lion doesn't approve of uh, of the Gokaijers because they're not fighting for the right reasons. But then, you know, long story short, uh, I am and Don voice their faith in the three. They end up coming through when they save a group of people, a group of civilians from being attacked by the Zanyak. The man reveals himself to be the former Gal Red. And Gal Lion approves. The Gokaijers defeat. Uh, the Gokaijers transform into the Gal Rangers. Um, and what? And I'm just going to say, I'm kind of mad that they do include the Gal Ranger henshin sequence and the Gal Ranger theme song, even though that theme song is, I mean, it's okay, but really, wow. it's fantastic to me. I like it. I mean, I don't hate... Okay, let, let me just clarify. There's no Sentai theme that I hate, but if I had to choose between the Geki Ranger theme song and this one, I would choose Geki Ranger any day. Uh, that's so, hard. It's hard for me because I like both of them. Because Gal okay. just has that, that, that energy, that voice. It's like, you know... It's the, vo tight. the voice you know, I'll give you. Yes, the voice is good. It's, it's not as catchy for me. I don't hate it. I don't want to, I'm not going to disrespect it, but, um, but anyway, they defeat the monster of the day and, uh, they gain the Gal Rangers grand power, which allows them to summon Gal Lion. Uh, it can combine, they can combine with Gal Lion where basically Gokaio loses its legs and then it mounts Gal Lion like a centaur. And, uh, 
they defeat the monster of the day and uh and now they have four grand powers and yeah it wraps up pretty good uh i'm gonna be honest um as far as uh tribute episodes go um and i remember most of the tribute episodes this is honestly one where i don't hate it but the thing is is that like you know you know when i was younger and you know when i was in high school i watched i watched uh gokaiger a lot and the thing is is that even after all these years um you know i still remember a lot of the stories with the tribute episodes like i remember yeah. almost all of them i do not did not really remember much about this episode like i had to i this is one of the few episodes that i had to rewatch to for like you know all the major details in preparation for this review and if that's the case then clearly this episode isn't really that spectacular and that's really what it feels like. I mean, instead of there just being one big test, it's just, <clears throat> it feels like it's really routine and normal. And again, it's not a bad episode. I feel like it does show some good character moments for Marvelous uh, Joe and Luca. But my personal opinion, if, if I really don't remember that much of it, then there's just some issues with it. Not bad. Again, I, I don't want to say it's bad, but do what? It's interesting to me um, that you don't remember this episode at all because before this week when I started rewatching, this is one of the episodes I remember really well. Oh. Okay. I remember it too. Yeah. I remember this one really well. I remembered um, the. A couple of others later in the season, like for the um, Aberranger tribute, for example, I remember that one really well. Oh, um, yeah. And I remember the whatever Ninja Storm's name is in Japan. I remember that one pretty well. That that one is impossible not to remember. Yeah. Spoiler alert. And I kind of remember Gekki Ranger just because of the Mega Force connection. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think I get where you're coming from and that they're not all memorable. Like, I don't remember Magic Ranger at all. Like, when I watched episode three, that to me was like rewatching for the first time. Yep. Like, it just wasn't that memorable. Like, um, I don't think, like, Kai was great, but. He didn't really do much. Like, I was kind of remembering he would have. Well, here I don't feel like uh, Kekaru did that much. I mean, he does help I am, and that's fine. But, again, m- maybe it also just has something to do with the fact that I'm I'm just, I, I'm not a fan of Gal Ranger. I've seen it all the way through, and I really don't care much for it. So, maybe my opinion of Gal Ranger also just kind of sours my view of this episode and again i don't hate it but i do have some but it just doesn't really seem that memorable to me if you understand that's fair understandable you know well what do you think anthony it this episode was kind of like a hit or like a hit or miss for me like i like some things in the episode sometimes i didn't like about the episode 
Um, like like you said, I actually agree. I think I wish uh, Katsuru did did more in this episode, but like I get, you know, he can't really do much because he's he just he's a normal he's a normal veterinarian. I don't get to Ranger anymore. Thing. I can't get Ranger Gal Ranger God. See, <laughs> I'm messing up now too. Yeah. Well, overall, it was, it was an okay episode. Yeah. It's still. Well, we got one more. Episode, at least. Yeah, at least we saw one of the Rangers. Right. By the way, how, and for the record, how do you get Rick Medina to return for Samurai as a main character, but you can't come get him to come in for five seconds in a Super Mega Force episode? Yes, he wasn't even like that. The whole thing with him and. He was in jail. What's going on with him now? It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. So, yeah. yeah, I think that I think that was after Megaforce happened. The sword thing happened when yeah, uh, yeah. Megaforce yeah. going on. Yeah, it did. It's just a side mm-hmm. thing. Oh, I don't I know. Think that. It happened like way after. It happened during Megaforce. I feel like maybe we'll have to check up on that. Yeah. Yeah, we got one more episode uh, before we wrap things up, and I'm gonna uh, give the chains back to uh, Anthony because he apparently really likes this episode. Uh, so yeah, take oh, it away, yeah. Anthony. So this is called uh, Car Game. Uh, it's another filler episode, and this episode um, features so. Apparently, there's like this green. There was a green ship that was on um, this part of the zone. Yeah, uh, Joe recognized that ship because he's like, "Wait, that's a special uh, command, a uh, commander ship, or a special fleet, green fleet, special forces." Um, we he, and they tell him, "Don't shoot that ship." That's why. And they're just like, "Why? Why are you so special with ship or whatever?" Because that ship is filled with. Uh, Gigarolium, I think it's called. It's a special, like, uh, blue, uh, like, not blue, but like, a special, like, uh, trying to think of what the word it is. Uh, la, 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 la. Like, type of energy source. Energy source that if it's been shot, it will, it can literally blow up, like, either a planet or a city, basically. It just, this is basically the world ending uh, weapon right here. So if this thing, you know, hits, you know, hits Earth or it's just had a certain way, it could blow up the entire Earth or it could blow up like a like a full city block, maybe, or like a, you know, a city or a, or a state, maybe. I want to say. And so, Joe wants to basically find a way to get onto the ship, retrieve the um, Gigarolium, and then somehow try to try to get rid of it. So. Luca decides to join with him, and they end up going as um, they end up using the Volkinger powers to use the zip lines to get up to the ship. Um, they knock out a couple of uh, Gormen and disguise themselves as Gormen themselves, and they're watching guard of the uh, the Gigarolium. A couple of uh, Zormen show up. And they go, hey, like, we could use you to come on over here. And they're like, uh, no do. And so they end, up, they end up getting picked to play poker, basically. 
or blackjack. I think it was blackjack either poker or poker or blackjack. I can't remember which one it was. Um, they were playing cards basically, and mm-hmm. it was poker. Okay, so it was poker, and so Luca plays, and like she is beating the crap out of these guys. Like they're losing all kinds of money towards it or whatever. And it's it's honestly embarrassing to the point where, like almost all the gourmet and gourmet show up and they're just like, Wow, this this gourmet is really good. Blah blah blah. And so the monster of the week shows up and it goes, Wait, you're cheating. Like he grabs her arm and like reveals a whole bunch of hidden cars she had and like <laughs> um I'm gonna give you guys a chance. If you beat us, if you can beat Beat me in a car game. I'll let y'all walk free. I'm not gonna attack y'all. We're not gonna do anything to y'all. We'll just, you know, let you let you escape. But if you lose, we get your bounty. Point blank period. You're all you're all prisoners. You're gonna, we're, we're getting your bounty. Point blank period. And so she's like, okay, that. And he and he actually tells her, oh, whoa, whoa. I answered you were playing. Your boy, your boy, your boy Blue Ray, he's playing. She's like, oh crap. He's like, oh crap. <laughs> and so the game goes on, and immediately he catches, like, hey, wait a minute, dude, you're, you're cheating. You're like cheating right in front of me. And then, of course, like the general commander, he's like, I don't know, okay, like, it's only cheating if everyone else sees. And of course, the, the Zormen and Gorman are like, we didn't see the cheating, you're lying, you know, because of course that's. That's their boss. They're gonna like bounce for him. You know, he's clearly is cheating. He's still gonna bounce for, bounce for you know. They're gonna bounce for each other because you know they're, they're the bad guys. So of course they're gonna bounce for each other. And so the game still continues, and miraculously, Joe manages to actually win and beats the command action commander in the card game. And so. He's like really pissed about what about what just happened. Like that's there's no way I like I literally gave you the card, like I shuffled cards and everything. It was impossible for you to win. And um I, I guess he's like, I mean, I guess I just I got lucky. And so while that's going on, um Marvelous Doc and I'm basically um are still waiting, waiting on what's going on, whatever, and then it comes back, comes back to them, and what's, of course, in bad guy fashion, they're like, oh, well, we're not going to let you leave anyway, because, you know, we lie, because we're bad guys. Next thing you know, Malthus, Doc, and I show up, and they got the gun, they got the gun, they go William, and they were basically, basically Luca and Joe were the distraction the entire time, just buying them time to get to get the uh, get the special um, stuff. I keep I keep I cannot say this name of this Gigarolium. They were able to get Gigarolium from you know the place where, the place that they were held in, at. and they were the bad guys were took the entire time, and they didn't even realize it because. Uh, Luca was Luca was trying went on purpose to cause attention. So that's what that's why when um all the Gorman and Zorman showed up, it was to bring everybody out so that way they could sneak in 
grab it, and then get off scot free. And so they were able to get it, defeat the monster, and destroy the Eurolium in a safe manner. So overall, this was a very, very, very good episode. And by the way, Luca actually cheated for Joe, so that's how he did to win. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I'll be honest, you know, listening, like, you know, how you guys, you know, feel about gambling in a minute. I'm, you know, I actually really enjoy playing poker. Um, I used to play with uh, some family members. Don't worry, we don't play for money or anything. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so I guess I can, uh, I guess I can appreciate this episode. Again, I, I don't hate it. I think, uh, I guess as far as like, you know, just a, filler episode just to you know give us a little bit of fun was pretty cool so i did enjoy this episode looking back at it yeah definitely for me looking back i would say this is like one of my top favorite ones from the first 10 episodes um i'm actually call this like my yeah it's probably my second or third favorite out of the first batch of 10 mm-hmm so I really enjoyed it. It was filler; nothing really happened, but it was still a fun ride, and I enjoyed it. Appreciated that. It was um, enjoyable filler, so I really enjoyed this yeah. episode as well. So, with those first ten uh, episodes out, uh, just to kind of give my fr- a brief. Uh, my, you know, what we're gonna move on to, just giving our brief thoughts. Uh, I could say this right now. Um, I honestly think that uh, as far as like, you know, um, to me, and again, you know, you can say that maybe I have too high expectations. Uh, I think that, you know, at least with a show like Sentai, you should always try to use the first 10 episodes to try to get us to know that, you know, all your characters more effectively. Like when you have, when you have a team of five Rangers by the first 10 episodes, every ranger must have at least one episode revolving around their character. I mean, that's a rule, at least in my book. Um, and I feel like Gokaiger did that pretty well. Um, I think I'm pretty sure the only character that didn't get us. Um, I guess you could technically say that I am hasn't had a full episode dedicated to her yet, but I still feel like we... But she shared the spotlight. Like, she played a big part in Joe's episode. And uh, she did have the Geki Ranger tribute episode where was some dedication. So I feel like we got the personalities of these characters around. And we have, you know, the hints of future stories to come. So I would honestly say that as far as, like, the early impressions are, I give Gokaiger, like, if I'm grading this based on my rules, I would say that Gokaiger gets an A. Like, it's it's not um again it's not perfect i i don't i don't know how i could describe anything perfect but gokaiger does it as probably better than some of the other sentais like especially the sentai that came before it gosager where i don't think uh again i mean most people should know is gosager is my least favorite sentai um yeah. uh i don't think gosager did it all that well so um yeah, I feel like Gokaiger is 
has so far done everything that it needs to do in its first 10 episodes. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think the first 10 were really solid. Um, I had something I was going to say, but I couldn't keep it in my brain long enough. Damn. Uh, Anthony, you speak while I remember what I was talking about. Um, I actually really enjoyed um the first 10 episodes. It's really good. Um, like I said, Luke is my Luke is my girl, so <laughs> <laughs> um definitely like how cool and demeanor Joe is. Love Marvelous is is ahead in this season. <laughs> He's just <laughs> all over the place. Um Doc is actually my least favorite character out of the bunch, if you believe it or not. I believe it because he's probably the same spot as me in my rank- yeah. ranking. Yeah. I would probably and... rank it right now. Uh, I would put uh, Joe, uh, Marvelous, uh, Luca, and then I am and Don. It's really difficult because I like both Luca and I am. I really can't figure out who I like more than the other. That that's really difficult for me. Which mine would be marvelous Luca. So I am and Don. Okay, Anthony. Um, for me, it's Luca, Joe, marvelous. I'm and Doc. Well, we're all consistent on one thing. What's that? Yeah. Who's got the bottom spot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, you know, Don is not really that terrible of a character. And it's a good thing no, no. that even our least favorite character is someone that we can like. That That is a very good thing. So. Now, remember what I was going to say. Um, it's it's a, str- a sign of a strong so when we're not reliant on a focus episode to be the thing that defines and helps us understand a character over a span of 10 episodes in the beginning. Iham didn't really have her own focus per se, but it was so much organic growth that she could be around the other characters in their focus episode and grow herself so that we understood more about her from seeing how she interacts with the others as they go through their stuff. That, to me, is a strength yeah. of a good story writing right there. Um, and I mean, it's the same thing we see with a bunch of the characters. I mean, um, especially in the uh, Gowranger tribute, when um, Kakar realizes these guys aren't jackasses. They're just they don't want to admit that they want to help. They're just smart they, mouth, as he as he, as he pointed out. Mouth, they said, yeah, they just have a smart mouth. They're just they're just acting like jackasses, but they're not. Right. Um, and that's a really powerful statement to me, because that summarizes the entirety of this team. They're not. Yeah. They're not heroes. They're they're not villains. They're just. They're just there, and they want to do good, but they want to do it on their terms, and that's something you don't see 
with these type of shows often. Because I mean, look at look at the other Sentai's that we have, like Zio, there, Tokyo, there. Um, those guys all know that they're members of the Sentai, but that they're members in that they want to be good, they want to be heroes, they want to save the world. Gokai, they're they care about saving the world, but they're more focused on the treasure at the end of the day. And that's fine. That's good. It's different. Like, usually they'll get that type of, um, type of care. Like, you'll get, like, a single character in the group that's like that. That's like, oh, I don't really care, but I do care. But I don't want you to want to admit that I care. They usually have, that, like, one, per- like, one odd, odd person in the bunch of the group that's mm-hmm. like that. Not the entire team. Yeah. So uh, overall, I think we can all say that we're definitely enjoying our rewatch of Go Kaiser. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, if that right, well, if that's everything that we want to say, um, we thank you guys for uh, watching this. Um, next time, we are going to return to Go Kaiser. Um, now we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We're going to be watching the next uh, six episodes. Um, plus, we're also going to be reviewing uh, <clears throat> the um, the crossover movie. Uh, in place of the uh, other four episodes, we're going to be taking a look at the crossover movie with Gosager, since that um, since that movie does fit in with the series proper. Um, you'll figure it out when you watch the video, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of impossible to watch Gokaiger without watching that movie too. Um, which is usually not the case in Sentai, but in Gokaiger's case it is. Um, so we hope you guys will join us then. Um, like we said at the beginning of this, we're really committed. We're definitely going to be finishing this Gokaiger review because we're all hyped about it. Um, Hopefully we'll have some of our other friends join us next time, hopefully. Um, and and uh, we're hoping to do this. Um, at the very least, we will do one video a month. We can tr- we'll try to do it bi-monthly, like twice a month. But if we can't do it twice a month, at the very least, we're doing it monthly. So we hope that you'll be able to join us each time. With that being said, uh, we thank you for we thank you once again for joining us. Please uh, <clears throat> please follow us on our Anime Secrets website. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all those other social media likes. Um, if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please subscribe. Um, leave any comments down below on what you thought. Please like the video if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to us on iTunes, we thank you for that. We Sorry. definitely. We love you on our we love you our iTunes listeners. So uh with that being said, uh once again we thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. This is Tokyo Secrets and uh we're signing off now and we'll see you next time. So see you guys.